Good morning, everybody. This is Marcus. Today's strategy podcast on Wednesday, 17th of January. General advice only, of course. Well, making a few changes today. There's been a substantial rise in bond yields. It started last week with the European Central Bank saying that they were in no rush to cut rates. And overnight, another Fed governor, Waller, has said the same thing. No rush to cut rates, although still confident inflation's going to get down to the Fed's target of 2% at some point. But this no rush message has caused quite a significant bounce in bond yields. Have a look at the chart in my section today. It was looking like a bit of a temporary rally in bond yields yesterday, but with the movement overnight, the rise in bond yields is looking to be a more significant pivot in trend. At the same time, have a look at the charts of the S&P 500, NASDAQ and ASX 200 in my section, and you'll see they are all coming off the top. We have hit five times. We have hit the resistance level at our market's all-time high, and this is the fifth time. And rather than kick through, we're coming off. Usually at the beginning of the year, the market gets itself into a new trend. If you look at the beginning of last year, our market rallied about 10% in the first month of the year, peaked on the 1st of February or close to. And there is this tendency for everybody to come back from the break and head off in one direction or another. Whilst the big theme this year is still going to be when interest rates are cut, it seems the big adjustment in bond yields since that Fed meeting at the beginning of November has probably happened. And now we are going to navel gaze for a while. And whilst we do, bond yields are going up and the equity markets are topping out. The NASDAQ and the S&P 500 have also had RSI sell signals, as has the ASX 200. And you've seen sectors like the resources coming off the top, which we can't afford to happen. And the bank sector, the other big sector, is at the top of its trading range beginning to come off. By the way, Morgan Stanley, if you look at the income portfolio section today, Morgan Stanley had a bit of research out today, which is negative on the banks for 2024. It's a bit of a general piece of research about the economy, but resources and banks have to go up for our market to go up and resources have been coming off, our market's been coming off, and it seems that we have once again hit resistance at our all-time high. And the trend seems to be set in the short term. As I say, the market usually gets an idea into its head at the beginning of the year, and for the moment, the message seems to be climbing down from the peaks. So we are selling BHP and Macquarie in our one-stock portfolios. We're locking in about a 13% profit in Macquarie. It is a stock market stock. The stock market's coming off the top. And we are locking in a small 2-3% profit in BHP. We did have about a 10% profit in BHP, but we have missed the top, probably because we were on holiday. We debated it. I will deal with that later in the podcast, in our little education piece at the end of the podcast, about how to know when to sell something that started to go down. But for the moment, selling BHP and Macquarie in the one-stock portfolio portfolios, that clears those out. We've cleared out, pretty much cleared out the trading ideas portfolio, which is now contained in the new trading section, along with the technical section. We only have Telstra, which is pretty benign and a defensive stock and Woodside in the ideas portfolio at the moment. But what this new sort of trend does tend to suggest is that we're not looking to add to the ideas portfolio at the moment, not until the trend improves. 
The strategy portfolio remains unchanged. The mandate for the strategy portfolio is not to be trading every turn in the market. It's to be avoiding precipitous moments, try and take advantage of bull markets and where we can exploit sector trends. But it's not for trading every high and low in the market. It's also a sleep at night portfolio, which is designed to make a few decisions a year rather than lots of trading decisions. So strategy portfolio remains unchanged. There's nothing terribly wrong wrong with the market, except for short-term bond yields going up. The other thing that's happening in the market at the moment is the US results season is failing to impress. The investment banks have reported first. You probably saw Morgan Stanley down 4.2% overnight on results. Goldman Sachs had results and was up 0.7%. But combined with the investment bank results last Friday in the US, the results season so far is failing to impress. And particularly the investment banks really needed to light the market up to get us going. And they haven't done that so far. And it doesn't really compel us to hold on to Macquarie either if the investment banks in the US have got a bit of a flat results season. Another reason to just exit Macquarie or take up 12.8% profit on Macquarie in the one stock portfolio and sit back. There was just a chance these investment bank results included more optimistic outlooks as bond yields come off, but that hasn't happened. The other variable at the moment is the big tech results, whether they can light the market up. They'll be coming this week, next week, the week after, and there is just a chance that the market gets enthusiastic or otherwise about big tech in the next couple of weeks, depending on what the results do. But that's at this point a bit of an unknown. No reason to have terrible results. But that could obviously send the US markets a little bit lower again or not. Volume on the US markets as they peak are or was pretty heavy overnight. On the big tech front, you might have seen Apple discounting phones in China. China's only 18% of their revenue and not all of it is iPhones, obviously. But discounting iPhones, which is a rare event for Apple, and they say it is in the face of stiff competition from Chinese mobile phone launches. So that's not really helping big tech as well. Apple down 1.2% overnight. So that's about that. Getting a bit floppy after a solid rally. And it seems the mood of the market at the beginning of the year here is rising bond yields, drifting equities. So we'll go with that until proven otherwise. Strategy portfolios still invested. There are a few things in the growth and income portfolios you can have a read of. One was that Morgan Stanley bit of research, which was a bit negative on banks, which are top end of the trading range. We sold CBA as you probably know in the trading ideas portfolio for a whopping 14.6% profit. Very rare you'll make that sort of money in two months in the CBA. CBA have results coming up, of course, so don't rush to sell it. Also in our portfolios, Rio in the income portfolio had production numbers yesterday. Have a look at the broker research in my section. Hasn't exactly set the brokers alight. In fact, there are some down mild downgrades this morning. We also had a profit guidance upgrade from data. 3DTL yesterday. I've written that up today. They have a, is it $400 million cash balance, which is described by one broker as abnormally high. They have a huge cash balance at the moment. And thanks to higher interest rates are earning more interest in the first half of this year than they will or did in the whole of last year. So upgrading on the back of higher interest rates. They are, of course, one of the few IT companies that provide you some mild 
exposure to the cloud and cybersecurity and businesses' IT needs. They are a $1.3 billion company. They are one of our smallest companies, actually, in the growth portfolio. So a bit of a risk, but performing okay and upgrading guidance yesterday. And that's about that for today. Now, on the education front, I thought I would just talk today about the inability to sell. The inability to sell is possibly one of the biggest diseases of the self-directed investor. We have had client portfolios appear on our desks before, which have included the usual 20 big brand name stocks. And some people have a tail of 30 tiny stocks that are now worth nothing that they've never sold. Not being able to sell is a cancer, I feel, for the at-home investor and something I think you all need to get hold of. I think part of the problem comes from the idea that most people believe everything is done in a Buffett-esque way. In other words, it's done on fundamentals rather than charts or trends. And I think you really have to use both. And those that believe everything's done in a Warren Buffett way will never time stocks. If you were to think for a moment, for instance, at the moment that BHP had peaked out and was falling, a lot of people getting that message, maybe through the Marcus Today newsletter, might then go off and do their own research and start to look at PEs and yields. Fundamentals will only help in assessing whether a stock is expensive on a comparison to its trading history. It only really works for big stocks. But if you imagine the banks always trade in a PE range of at their worst, they get down to about nine. At their best, they get up to 16, 18 times. So if you go and use fundamentals, the use should be to assess whether a stock is compared to its history expensive or oversold at the moment. In other words, if the banks are sitting at the top of the trading range on a PE of 18 times, you know that they are vulnerable. If they are trading on nine times at the bottom of a GFC, you know there is an opportunity coming. But when do you take that opportunity or when do you sell that stock at the top of the trading range? Well, I'm afraid you're not going to do it on the numbers. The numbers will tell you whether sentiment's high or low. Fundamentals will tell you whether sentiment's high or low, but they won't tell you or give you a useful indication that you should be selling or buying now, but they will give you an awareness of relative cheapness or expensiveness relative to history or relative to other stocks. But the timing has to come down to charts and trends. So it's good to know that the CBA is looking expensive, but you wouldn't sell it until the market woke up to that fact and started to sell the stock. So the CBA, it doesn't matter what PE it gets to, if it's still going up, you just hold on. And with BHP recently, if you looked at the PE and yield, it looked cheap. It always looks cheap. It's a well-known thing in Australia. Fund managers will tell you that BHP always seems to peak when it looks at its cheapest and bottom when it looks at its looks to be at its most expensive. So fundamentals tell you nothing about timing a stock. How do you know when to sell a stock? Well, what usually happens is, as with BHP recently, BHP, and in this case, the iron ore price will start to come off the top. And what usually happens is that the indecisive investor will see it coming off the top and will always give it another day until they get to the point where they suddenly start thinking to themselves, it's too late, too late to sell. And they start holding and hoping 
hoping in a downtrending stock. What is required is a level of decisiveness, another weakness of stay-at-home investors. You have to be decisive and you'll never know for sure. And whenever we sell anything, we always do so in trepidation that the next day the stock will bounce and it so easily could. But you need to respect trend. And for those that can't or don't watch vigorously, maybe you do need to employ some sort of obvious stop loss type technique to tap you on the shoulder and say you're ignoring the signs you're ignoring the signs so what is required is a vigilance to watch a stock coming off the top a decisiveness to leap in where tomorrow's share price is unknown and take the consequences and possibly a process of some sort to trigger you to do that as i say that could be monitoring stop losses or some other combination of if this happens then i will you possibly need to work that out for yourself the other thing you can do of course is just read the Marcus Today newsletter because we will do it for you. Why didn't we sell BHP at the top? We are kicking ourselves because we debated it whilst I was on the break and we dithered and weren't decisive. If we'd been sitting at the desk we probably would have been. So vigilance counts decisiveness and to help you do that you might need a process. What you'll find is that if you do sell stocks it is almost cathartic. I do have that article which is always worth a read which is a list of reasons to sell a stock and the challenge in that article is that if you have a stock that you're holding at a loss you won't be able to get the bottom of that list of reasons to sell a stock without having sold that stock first it's a list which says things like if a stock is keeping you awake at night sell it if a stock is flashing on your excel spreadsheet every morning idiot 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 sell it there is something cathartic about selling a stock suddenly you go from wishing a stock went up to hoping you wake up to find it's absolutely collapsed. It is a 180 degree turn in one decision. And if the stock's trending down, it's usually right. I'll try and make that article available to you again. So there we go. A bit of a discussion about the biggest weakness of self-directed investors is thinking they're Warren Buffett, relying on fundamentals. When they go and look at fundamentals, they can't find anything there that gives them a clear, decisive reason to be buying or selling, not watching charts. And even if you do watch charts, not making decisions, not having a process and possibly not being vigilant enough. Anyway, a little bit of education. As I leave you, our futures this morning were up four. The market is down 15. We've been down 20 at worst. BHP and Rio having a little bit of a bounce back today. Most of the banks looking okay as well, despite that Morgan Stanley research. Fortescue is up 1.2%. Gold stocks taking it in the neck today. Northern Star down 4.5%. Newmont down 4.4%. South 32 losing some of its recent rally. Oil stocks off as well. Woodside down 1.5%. Maybe we should have sold that. Some mild signs of holding in there for lithium stocks. Mineral resources up 1.1% today, but that's probably more with the iron ore stocks than the lithium price. One little observation. Stocks that benefit out of higher interest rates are going up. Computer share today, one of the top performing stocks in the top 50. They hold huge holdings of cash and earn interest on it as part of their business process, not because the company itself is holding cash, they're holding other people's cash. But computer share generally goes up when interest rates go up and we're seeing a bit of a bounce in bond yields. I wouldn't necessarily be trading computer share for that. But you'll also notice Data3 holds a load of cash, upgrading profit guidance. Stocks that enjoy higher interest rates 
going up at the moment. And as interest rates go up, gold loses its shine because it doesn't yield anything. Not much else to report today. Energy and gold down. Most of the rest doing okay. Bit quiet. You have a good day. I'll be back tomorrow.